This episode is brought to you by KPMG. At KPMG, innovation is the go-to state of mind. Their visionary thinkers and advanced technology help you see beyond the now, uncover new insights, and turn them into opportunities. KPMG can help you leverage the value of data and drive transformational outcomes through innovation. To explore their thinking, go to kpmg.us. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Let's catch up. An NFL podcast with Taylor Bashotti and Sam Batesh, where we talk about the biggest headlines in the NFL. So Taylor, you know what? Let's catch up. It's been too long. Yeah, we really should. Taylor, let's catch up. Let's catch up. Can we talk about and we are wrapping it's like 8:34 on the West Coast right now, and this Eagles Redskins game just wrapped up. And what the heck happened? I mean, first of all, WFT Peterson want to WFT 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 of the Eagles. I'm confused. How how on earth are you still wearing your Eagles sweatshirt right now? That's what I'm confused about. Look, look, there was one thing that we wanted the Eagles to do on Sunday night. And I'm here with my cousin, Michael, who is a humongous Eagles fan as well. And Michael said today, you know that we need the Eagles to lose tonight, right? And it's much better from a draft perspective. Less wins at this point, if you're not going to the playoffs, is better than more wins. That's huh. simply the way it goes. You're so Play football games. I mean, you don't put. You it's don't it's bench. tough. It hurts. I'm it's tough to watch a game as a fan and know that it's better for your team to lose. But that's essentially what was happening tonight with the Jets and Rams. I mean, we saw that earlier this year when the Jets started winning games. But look, anything is possible, and the players that are on the field want to win the game. And of course, Nate Sudfeld. I don't think it was the, the right game. move, but. That's okay. Let's move on to more positive things about week 17. Let's please. And now we have an entire playoff scenario ahead of us. And the NFL did us such a favor, Taylor. We don't just have two games on two days. How exciting is this? We have three games on Saturday and three games on Sunday, which is more fun than we've ever had before in the NFL playoff. If you thought it could get any more fun than it was, it was hard to believe it just happened. It has happened now. And so with the seven playoff teams that we now have, which of course is great news for us, it wasn't great news for the two seed in the NFC and AFC because now there's no more bye week for that two seed. So right. congrats to the Packers and congrats to the Chiefs who have those one seeds. Everybody well else deserved. this weekend on Saturday and Sunday. All right. Let's so let's start off with the NFC. Let's let's paint the picture of the NFC and let's do our bold predictions. I love this. So usually we do essentially yay or nay. We're going to run through this. It's not exactly going to be yay or nay. We're just going to basically make our picks for all of the six games that we have coming up this Saturday and Sunday. So 
let's start Taylor. I'm going to set you up with essentially the game we just saw, which is WFT. Congratulations to Washington football. WTF. <laughs> Especially with what we saw Sunday night. But look, congratulations to Alex Smith, clearly the comeback player of the year. And here he is now going up against Tom Brady and the Bucks. Here's my favorite part, of course, is that WFT Washington hosts this game as a division winner. So Bucks and Washington, Brady versus Alex Smith. How do you see that definitely, going? Definitely, definitely going to take the Bucks on this one. But I will say that the most, like the most positive thing that could have happened to this Washington football team organization did happen this year in the fact that they had Ron Rivera changing and reestablishing the culture and the just the entire team and what they stand for and who they are responsibility and character and culture and all of the above and chase young and they have a defense and they've got alex smith who's got the most remarkable story so i am such a fan of the washington football team despite having a great record and not being in a good division this year i love their story i love who they are but i do have the bucks winning that's fine. Did you see what Alex Smith's wife posted on Twitter, which was she took the brace that was around his leg and they actually reshaped it into the Lombardi trophy. No it's way. Awesome. Everybody should that check that so cool. out on Twitter. Now, do I think that Washington is going to be hoisting the Lombardi trophy? No. I don't, but I will say this much, Taylor. And yes, sometimes we disagree on these things, but I have gone time and time again against Tom Brady and the Bucks this season. It hasn't entirely gone my way, but I love this notion. Every time a team gets in that seems to be unwarranted into the playoffs and it feels like how could it be that this team is a division winner and how could they host a playoff game when they didn't really earn it? Well, you know what? Washington, for what it's worth, they earned their way in. All they had to do was to beat the Eagles on Sunday night after this season of attrition for Washington. And Washington did that. And they're in the playoffs and they're here for a reason. And I will say, I see Washington winning again. I know that people love this story about Tom Brady going to the Super Bowl and playing Tampa in Tampa. And that's wonderful. But I'm going to say Washington moves on to the divisional round and not the Bucs. So you're going Tampa. I'll go with Washington. I'm going to Tampa. And I also have to say that, and I am the first person to critique and get tired of the Brady storyline, but I do think that he has been a major storyline that has been overlooked this season. I do not feel like the media, and I know that we talk about Brady all the time, but I don't feel like they've given him enough credit for how good he has been this season. He today, for example, um, passed for 399 yards four touchdowns. Yes, he had an interception, but he's had multiple games of, he had 40 touchdown passes this season, the fifth quarterback with at least 40 touchdown passes in multiple seasons. And people tend to just, I feel like people, because it happens so frequently because we're used to him playing so well, it's kind of just, Oh, well, Brady does it again. But I think that you really just need to look at how incredible and like how astronomical this feat really is. At his age, joining a new team. Definitely don't overlook don't overlook the Brady season, his first in Tampa. And when you see obviously what happened with New England this season, you've got to say, Wow, Tom Brady. That that's that's him sort of winning that, that argument. Camping his legacy outside of Belichick, and Belichick was not able to do the same. That's it. Period. I mean, that, that's it. I mean, when they say the ultimate the in in the end, the ultimate way to make your point is the scoreboard. And the scoreboard says simply that Tampa mm-hmm. is in the playoffs. 
and the Patriots are not. And Brady with 40 touchdown passes and only 12 interceptions this season. Congrats to him. I say it. One fun fact that I just read was that uh, obviously Aaron Rodgers, he's my vote for MVP, but Rodgers had 12 games with at least three touchdown passes this season, tied with none other than Tom Brady. A remarkable season. And for Bruce Arians, by the way, let's add Brady to the list of quarterbacks that Arians has worked with and basic and made better. Of course, Brady's done a lot without Arians, but Brady will go under Arians' resume as well. And we're talking about Ben Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, Carson Palmer, mm-hmm. and now Tom Brady. And of course, James Winston had, of course, his greatest season of all time under Bruce Arians. But Arians knows how to work with quarterbacks. And yet again, with Tom Brady, this was quite a match this season. They couldn't be the Saints. But I love that we have different takes on this one. It makes it more That's a point. All right, let's move on. The Rams and the Seahawks, which is a great – I love that we get a divisional matchup here in the playoffs mm-hmm. and a rematch for the third time here between Seattle and L.A. This has been back and forth all season. The Rams are a tough team to figure out here. But, Taylor, how do you see the Rams at the Seahawks here wildcard weekend? I have the Seahawks beating the Rams. I don't know what it is. I just feel like since that Jets game, and maybe a little bit even before then, the Rams look really good some weeks. I remember thinking over Thanksgiving, wow, like these, this is one of the best teams in the league, but they are just inconsistent. And I am not going to bet on Jared Goff at all. I don't know whether or not he's going to be the quarterback that plays this upcoming weekend because after the game today, Sean McVay was not sounding very even if I think that John Wolford honestly gives them a better chance to win, which is shocking, but I, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Seattle on this one. Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf. They just, they look too good. It's interesting. I, I was ready to say that the Rams were going to take this. I think the quarterback situation, as you alluded to, it's so up in the air. It's really difficult to say at this moment that you would go confidently with the Rams on anything right now, it's just too it, that 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 situation has been back and forth. This team shows up, plays incredible against Tampa, plays incredible against Seattle one week, and then turns around and loses to the Jets. I really just don't know what we're getting week in and week out with the Rams. I love. I, I'm the one that said this was going to be a resurgent season for the Rams. They are back in the playoffs. McVay and Goff at times this season have looked great. Like that whole team, and but see that 2018 Jared Goff. It, it in many ways it was that comeback season for the Rams, but like you, I don't see it going any further. And granted, mm-hmm. Seattle has been a special team; they certainly turned it around. And I will say that the Rams have had this uh, the Seahawks number until this past matchup. There's the most recent matchup yeah. a couple weeks ago where the Seahawks were finally able to get that win. So I do think that it's going to continue. I just don't see that changing. It just. It, yeah, I, I just uh, again, I don't love the quarterback situation. Even if Goff plays, we don't feel like he's 100. percent And even though this, look, it's not like the Seahawks have really been the team that they were through the first eight weeks of this no. season. The Seahawks certainly had a decline there. But again, in a game with the Niners today that even got a little hairy, the Seahawks seem to have that switch when it comes down to winning time. Right now, I see it just like you do. Seattle getting past the Rams. Now let's move on. Here's a fun one. Mitch Trubisky is in the playoffs again. <laughs> I mean, for all that this guy gets, Trubisky, not an amazing game against the Packers on Sunday, but you've got Trubisky being hosted by the Saints, wild card round. Easy pick. 
not even worth even discussing or arguing or conversation. Let's just go with the Saints on this one. I think we can both agree. Okay, that's it. All right, you got the Saints. All right, let's move to the AFC wild card as well now. And let's go to a game that, of course, you've had circled since last season Mm -hmm. and how wonderful that we get this rematch again, Taylor. To Ravens and the Titans. This time... I was so happy the Texans were going to somehow help us out, pull out a W against... The Titans, which would mean that the Ravens could have the Colts, but you know, one nope. can only wish. Well, you should look, look, Taylor. This is this is really what Ravens fans would have wanted, right? I mean, this is the bad no, take. I think that they, they would have probably wanted the Colts. <laughs> okay, true, but the Titans and Ravens for the better this, game, Yes, this is a fantastic treat on Wild Card Weekend. How do you see this one going? I I, I know. Look. I know, Look, I know the Titans from last year in the playoffs in Baltimore, but then they beat them again this year. But I do see that the Ravens look like a different team now than they were when they played the Titans earlier this season since week 13, especially since they played the Browns. All of a sudden, they got into the groove that we kind of all were hoping for that they would be at the beginning of the season. They got their running game going. J.K. Dobbins has been explosive. Gus the Bus has been incredible. Lamar has been back on track where not only he's been able to complete passes better than he had been all season, but he's been able to run the ball better than he has been all season. Uh, I don't love the matchup in the sense that the tightness Titans weakness is their corners. And I don't think the Ravens really exploit that very well. So it's a tough matchup for them, but I do think that as of recently, and if they are able to continue playing the way that they played today, which was rushing the ball for over 400 yards, Keep in mind, I know it's against. Say that the again. Say that again. Oh, they rushed it for rushing the ball over I mean, that's just it was incredible. It was insane when they compared that to teams that have done that in the past. It was like in the 1950s. So yes, it's incredible. I realize it's against the Bengals, but I do. I'm more confident in this matchup against the Titans this week than I have been the last matchup, the last two. I think that the combination of J.K. Dobbins, Lamar, and Gus is better than Derrick Henry. Let, let's say this much. I'm not sure what happened when he came down with COVID and got sick. I know, right? <laughs> made it better. Well, since he came off that COVID list, I mean, this, this team was six and five through the first 11 games and five and oh over the last five. And not only that, Taylor, the rushing yards, 158 yards a game through the first 11 games of the season. And over the last five, 267 yards of rushing a game. That is unheard of. And not only that, Lamar, 15 touchdowns to two interceptions over that stretch. And of course, one of those touchdowns, the incredible game that we spoke so much about was that Ravens-Browns Monday night football game. But that that seems to define this season for these Ravens. And, And unlike last season, when this was just the best team in football through the entire season, there's something interesting now about Baltimore, which seems to be, quote, peaking at the right time. Mm-hmm. The Ravens are the scary team in the playoffs. They have that weird thing. All of a sudden, they get hot from December on, and they're like the scary team that nobody wants to face. And it's, I certainly want to be a team that faces them right now. Yes. And so again, I'm going to go with the Ravens. Uh, I, I actually, I wanted, I wanted. Before this game against Cincinnati today, I wanted to see it as, look, if they get matched up again with the Titans, it's going to go the same way. They lost to Tennessee in the divisional round last year. They lost in overtime in the regular season this year, and it's going to happen again. But as I tried to put together an argument for this, you're right. 
Yes, everyone thinks of the Titans as the running team with Derrick Henry and 2,000 yards. Congratulations. But it's the Ravens. They're the number one rushing team in this league. And that is going to be the difference. And like you said, the three-headed monster as opposed to the one-headed monster is going to win out in the playoffs. I see it like you do. Let's move on to another fun. Sam, I can't believe this. No, I know. We were agreeing a little too much. That's why we're going to go to this next one. All right. Let's go to – I'm thrilled that the Browns, and I know you are too, are in the playoffs. And so fun that we get another divisional game. And 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 I love when teams get to play in the playoffs, and it's that third match of the season. And here we are with Cleveland and Pittsburgh, an incredible rivalry that, of course, has gone one way for so long. Mm-hmm. Congrats for Cleveland today. Of course, they weren't exactly playing the Steelers that they're going to be playing this weekend. Talk about a team, the Steelers, that started so hot and then just faltered. But, uh, I see the Browns. They have some serious momentum behind them. They're making the playoffs for the first time since 2002. They are snapping such a big losing streak, and the momentum is behind them. I think that they're going to get their players back from COVID. Just, and even though the, the Steelers are going to play Ben Roethlisberger, I think they're the better team all around. I think that they – I do. I think that they're running the ball better. I think Chubb is a force to be reckoned with. I think Baker is playing better than Ben Roethlisberger is, obviously, right now. I think the Browns are rewriting their story, and they are not going to lose to the Steelers in this first round of the playoffs. They got to the playoffs. It's obviously been something that they've been wanting to do for forever, since 2002. They're not going to lose in this first round. I love that you have this story going this way for Cleveland. And and I want to to see it that way. Cause I think it's a much more fun story. I think Baker Baker, I just, I mean, each, each I Baker instills that confidence that, that, that lives in him regardless. I mean, he wouldn't have to win a game to, to walk around with confidence. The difference between Baker this year and last year is the fact that Baker takes, he's not just like this arrogant, cocky, you know, young kid that he was for a while where he was kind of always on the, I guess, defensive, but it came out very, offensive because he was just very snarky he loses a game he makes a bad play he takes the blame for the entire game let alone just the part that he did wrong he's carried this team on his back uh i i'm impressed with him just all around like i feel like he personally developed so much this year and you saw today with with the first down that he ran for on sunday Mm -hmm. not only clinched the game but obviously clinched the playoff spot you could sense the emotion of the entire city running through him in that moment when he gets up from getting the first down and just runs towards the camera and throws his arm out first down. I mean, it, you know, he's telling the city like, here we go. This is my moment. This is our moment. And it was just the energy that surges through Baker Mayfield is infectious. And when you watch, it's tough not to root for him. I will say this. There isn't a team. Cleveland wants to see less in the playoffs than Pittsburgh. They'll tell you yeah. that what they you wanted. I agree. They'll so. tell you this is what they wanted because that's what they're supposed to say. And they always Man, does Pittsburgh have something psychological over Cleveland. I'm sorry, but it exists. And if there's a team that Pittsburgh wanted to see, it's Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Tom got something there. Pittsburgh has something there. And again, I think the Steelers – are going to discover the team that they were. And I think they really had before this game. It's tough. It's tough to say that the Steelers on this particular Sunday 
weren't operating on all cylinders because they weren't really operating with all parts. And anytime Roethlisberger isn't playing for this team, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just not even really worth dissecting. So fantastic, incredible, lovely story for the Browns. I'm going to disagree with yeah, you right here. I just, I, I, I'm sorry. I think Pittsburgh, this is a special season for Pittsburgh. You and I spent so much time last year commending Mike Tomlin mm-hmm. for what he did with that with what we saw today. This is essentially the team that he coached today. It was the team he had all of last season with Mason Rudolph. And he got that team to eight and eight. And now with Roethlisberger, I just think they're out to prove that they were the team that they were before losing to Washington. That undefeated team, that team that looked like they could run through anybody and anything. Pittsburgh's starting to rediscover that with Connor. They've got something in Claypool, Deontay Johnson. I mean, the fact that Juju isn't even really that number one receiver yet, we know that he can be a number one receiver, and he just happens to not be statistically the no, season I mean, four. I argue that he's number three right now. But we know what he can be. So that's nice. I mean, when you say that, it's nice to have Juju as your third receiver. 100%. So clearly, this I thing don't is think he's three, one. personally, but. Yeah, of course not. This is a deep, this is a deep, this is a deep, deep team. And I just I see it as a close game. I see it as a as a as a fun game down to the wire. But this one's going to go. It just seems the breaks in this series, in recent memory, go to the Steelers. It just it happens again and again that Pittsburgh gets the breaks when it comes down to this series. So that that's how I see it. And the last one here of the of this wild card weekend, Taylor. It, look, Miami absolutely didn't show up at all on Sunday, and Indianapolis knew what they had to do to get in. And Phillip Rivers and the Colts absolutely did what they had to and deservedly are in this spot. And congrats to Frank Reich. But Colts and Bills and man, has Buffalo looked good. But how do you see this one in Buffalo, Taylor? The Colts. Bills are the hottest team in the AFC right now. Yeah. Scary. I'm going all the way with the Colts. Scary hot. You could say arguably the hottest team, and it's tough to not talk about the Chiefs when you talk about hottest teams. But you could Mm -hmm. argue – Arguably said that in all of the NFL, the Ravens and the Bills are are the scary teams on top right now. So you see this as the Bills. I also see the Bills here. And and, and then now look, Indy certainly in another impressive day from Jonathan Taylor. And and for Rivers, I, I love this story also for Rivers all season to come from LA. To, to come to a new team and immediately have them in the playoffs. You know, great story for Brady, what he did in Tampa, and then for Rivers as well with Indy in the playoffs. But I see it like you do. I see this as as the Bills all the way. The, the Bills are sort of on a scary mission, it seems. It seems that the Bills are on a scary mission. All right, so Taylor, so we've got, we've got all those wildcard teams, and now quickly I just want to find out from you what we have. We want to we talk about what our conference championship is going to be. And then what we think is going to happen for the Super Bowl as well. And before we do that, I just want to say everybody that's listening right now, please go to indeed.com slash blue wire. Let them know that you listen to let's catch up. Let them know that you listen to blue wire podcast. You're going to get a free $75 credit to boost your job post. That means more quality candidates are going to see your job posting and they're going to see it fast. Again, $75 credit indeed.com slash blue wire. That is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now, indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Get there. Let them know that Taylor and Sam, let's catch up. Sent you blue wire podcast, indeed.com 
slash blue wire. All right, Taylor. Now I see all the teams that you have, but who do you have in the NFC championship game? Of course, we haven't really talked about the one seeds because we're running through all the wild cards, but who do you have in the NFC championship game? I've got Packers and Saints. That's a fun one. That would be incredible. That is, that is, and by the way, that's exactly how I see it. I want it to be different than you. Yes, I had Washington winning instead oh gosh, of the Bucs. I feel but like accomplished if we have the same exact. It, it, look, it's theory. not quite fun, but but trust me, we will disagree again throughout this. This I feel like I have the same the same theory as Yoda. It's, <laughs> but but Packers and Saints. We both have Packers and Saints in the NFC Championship, which means neither one of us have Tom Brady going to the Super Bowl in Tampa. But all right, so. NFC Championship, Packers and Saints. Now your AFC. Oh, AFC. Yeah, give give me your AFC Championship now. I have the Bills. Wow. Wow. Over. You've got the Bills and you've got what? The Chiefs, I would imagine, right? The Bills and the Chiefs. Okay. So you've got Bills and Chiefs. I have. Chiefs and Steelers in the AFC Championship game. So we see the NFC the same, but we see the AFC differently. All right. So who do you so have? I have yes. I I see Pittsburgh beating Buffalo. So I've got I've got this. I told you. I, I think the Steelers are out to prove that they were that team that was undefeated. Okay. That that's a team that I think has a scary mission from last season and a lot to prove. And Ben is just wait no. Up. So I have the Bills over the. I have the Chiefs over Cleveland, then the Bills over Baltimore. Correct. Correct. And the seating, again, the way the seating works out, that's why you've got that AFC championship. So we both see the NFC the same way with the Packers and the Saints, but who do you have in the Super Bowl between the Packers and the Saints? I have Packers. Okay. So in the Super Bowl. I have Packers winning it all. Do you? Wow. So you've got the Packers winning it all. The Packers over the Chiefs. And I, because I had to to have, that's exciting. So you have Rogers essentially winning the regular season MVP. And I would imagine at that point, Super Bowl MVP. I do. I do. I do. Who do you you have? I've got to figure out. Okay. So I had the Packers and Saints. I have the Saints in the Super Bowl and I don't have Pittsburgh going. I, I do think the Chiefs will be there again, but Drew Brees, perhaps a farewell season. Saints over the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I think the Saints are a scary team with that. What we saw that that Christmas night with Kamara in the end zone six times. This is a team that's had heartbreak over the last three seasons in the playoffs. I mean, just just think about what has happened to the Saints for three seasons in a row. There was the miracle, the Minnesota miracle with the Diggs play. There was the non-pass interference call that sent the Rams to the Super Bowl. And then there was what many are calling the push-off Kyle Rudolph touchdown in New Orleans last season in the wild card round. These Saints have had some awful luck. and I I have to agree with you on that. So that is a farewell for New Orleans. You have Rodgers as the regular season MVP Mm -hmm. and the Super Bowl MVP, which is Pretty special, honestly. And we're we're probably more to catch up about this week. Definitely, much, much more to say. We will dive further into those matchups, further into how. Tweet us, message us, Instagram us. Let's catch up and let us know what your picks are. 
Please get What's us at Let's Catch Up NFL, at Taylor Brashadi, at Sam Batesh. Taylor, let's definitely catch up. We're going to have to like put something on this to see like, you know, who wins. What do we get? Like a chocolate cake? I mean, well, we would have to. Have to chocolate cakes. I don't know. Some, maybe something <laughs> great. We'll come up with something. Well, Happy New Year, Taylor. Happy New Year, everybody else. And there it is. And enjoy the what they're calling the super wild card weekend. Mm-hmm.